Hello and welcome to The Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and with increased interest in the past number of years with farmers operating specialised dairy beef systems and some farmers operating a supplementary dairy beef system, I'm joined by Joe Patton, Head of Dairy Knowledge Transfer Programme, to see what beef farmers should be looking out for next spring when it comes to sourcing quality calves for their beef system. Joe, you're very welcome. There have been big changes in the dairy herd in the past number of years. How many beef calves are expected to be born from the dairy herd in 2023? I suppose, look, where, where we're at at the moment, we're sort of coming to one in around 1.6 million, um, in around 1.6 million dairy cows. So um, as we, we saw last year, actually, the, quite an increase in the amount of beef AI used, uh, because I suppose dairy herds are starting to settle a wee bit in terms of their scale. And also there was quite a bit of sex semen used as well. So when you count that up, if you take over over the over the over the course of a year, like you're basically talking about, we need something around 25%, 30% of a replacement rate. So that you can basically say then that 70% of um 70% of the calves born on 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 dairy farms will effectively end up as 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 beef animals. So like you can take 70% of 1.6 million, you do the maths on that, it's coming to you know, there's there's a lot of dairy calves, it'd be a million dairy calves based basically that will be needed that will be that will be there and obviously they're going to be a mix of they're going to be a mix of you know dairy breed males um and then obviously your your beef cross um heifers and male calves as well that's that's where it's at obviously we have exports to take out of that but you know it's a lot of it's a lot of calves now and it's i suppose it's 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 represented too when you see it that there's about sixty percent of the beef kill now is coming from is coming from the dairy is coming ultimately coming from the dairy herd so like it's a it's a big chunk of the industry the beef industry now and will be into the future and there's a significant number of calves there to potentially be reared on beef farms do you expect this to change in the coming years I suppose uh, I suppose we do yeah I think that. Um, there's a you, you know it's it's a res- you can look at it that way it's a resource I know it gets a lot of press and maybe a little negative press at times around what's coming from in terms of calf numbers but uh, you, you think of it this way we're, we're kind of back believe it or not we're sort of back to where we were 40 years ago in terms of dairy cow numbers like if you go back to the mid 80s we had we had 1.5 million dairy cows now we have 1.6 so there was a a long tradition of rearing those type of calves in the country if you go back 40 years or more um before your time and mine i suppose catherine but you know that 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 was that was a system in place years ago and maybe it's kind of back to the future a little bit on that that we will we will see that but i know and i've you know fully take the point that there's been there's been a lot of press and a lot of issues maybe with with the in terms of what what's going to mean for the the quality of cows, but I think more and more we can see dairy farmers now beginning to look at look again at that and see that there is scope to um you know when things have settled down in terms of the rate of change and on numbers on dairy farms there is scope again to look at um maybe using maybe using uh, beef genetics with a little bit more in terms of beef you know in terms of carcass quality and growth rate so there's it's it's you know it's here to stay I would say as far as as far as the sector goes and an industry goes um and Hopefully, we can see some improvement, maybe in 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 terms of the quality of 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 calves coming coming through over the next over the next while. And you can see, obviously, that there is a sub there is a section of the of the of the industry would have always been using those beef, you know, those higher merit beef calves, and those calves are very have proven themselves as being a very good option for for beef farmers over the years. We just need to get more of them on the ground, I suppose. Most definitely, and I suppose there's many aspects to be considered when it comes to sourcing these calves from dairy herds. 
what are the main tools available to farmers next spring when it comes to selecting these calves? Yeah, it's a good question. I think maybe one of the big ones, really, and you know, there was, it was there was good discussion on it last week at the at the ICBF um, at the at the ICBF um, uh, event around around breeding is really the commercial beef value. So, you know, rather than just looking at at breed, maybe that you know, in time we're going to look at where there'll be commercial beef value available on on the individual calf, which relates, you know, that relates directly to the to the to the quality of the calf from from a from a, from from a grower's or a finisher's point of view. So it's really based on the animal's carcass trait. So it's it's one to look out for in terms of you know the commercial beef value on the individual calf. And I think it's important we make the point that that's you know that's as important or maybe more important than just looking at breed, for example. I think that's one of the big ones. And I suppose one of the other things too, you know, we talk a lot about breed and we talk an awful lot about uh, commercial beef value and, all, and and those type of things. But I think it's important to say too that the health, obviously, of the calf is a big one as well. And that you know, for, from from a beef farmer's point of view, and speaking to some people that have, you know, have really gone down this road in in a more concentrated way over the last couple of years, they really have put a focus on the 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 sourcing animals from um, sourcing animals from or calves from dairy herds that have a good track record on animal health. So, you know, herds that make a good effort on colostrum, that make a good effort with feeding calves properly over the first few weeks of their life when they are on the dairy herd, that's very important. So I suppose one of the things that, um, you know, one of the things that we would be talking about through the beef programs, and you've talked about a lot yourself, I suppose, over the last while is, you know, the idea that you would try and source the calves from as few herds as possible and from a fewer, a fewer, more higher quality herds, I suppose, is, is where it's going. So I think that's a that's a big thing. So, you know, in, in summary, then it's really the commercial beef value is the thing for the calf, but also then really putting an emphasis on buying from trusted sources that you know that have done a good job in terms of setting the calf up uh, for, for, for good health outcomes. I think those are the two big ones. Yeah, I suppose up to now, really, the visual assessment was one of the few tools that a beef farmer had. Yeah, yeah. The commercial beef value, I suppose, is a relatively new concept, but what details within that should beef farmers be focusing on next spring? I think the overall value in terms of itself, like I think on the dairy side, where we'll be breeding for the dairy beef index, which is which takes calving difficulty uh, and also the beef marriage into account. But the commercial beef value itself will focus more on the growth and the carcass traits of the animal. So I suppose when you look at it, you know, calving difficulty is not much value to the to the to the to the beef farmer because obviously the calf's on the ground at that stage. So it's more on the it's more the growth characteristics and the and the and the, and the, the projected carcass characteristics through the through the CBV or the, the commercial beef value is is what's important and it was very interesting actually last week when um andrew um andrew andrew Cromie had did did, did did just pulled out some animals and had a look at the cbv uh on on some animals at the at the event in in Carn last week and you could see a pair of Angus's, one high CBV, one low CBV, and one a pair of Herefords as well. So taking the breed out of it, if you like. And it was clear from what we looked at there, like you could really see the visual difference in the, these were 20 month old animals or thereabouts. You could really see that the high commercial beef value uh, animals in both pairs really stood out in terms of, you know, the visual quality of the animal, I suppose. Very difficult to pick that up, I would imagine. It's difficult to pick that up at a calf stage, you know, but when you, when you bring them on through, you could you could really see it on the um you could see it on the older animal and there was a bit of crack there last week about the fact that you know the calves that were 
the, the lower value calves, there was more paid for them, if you like, when they were smaller, I suppose. So it's it's important, I think. And it's if people are trying to buy a bit of value and get a bit of margin through it, the quality of the calf certainly is it's what's needed um, from from a breeding point of view. And your your overall CB value, CBV value will cover that, you know. You're right. Like we've seen in previous studies that have been done, that there can be huge genetic variation within the breed of these yeah. calves, not to mention comparison across the reeds. Sure, sure. And that's the key point. You know, I think that's the that's the key thing. And, you know, um, I can see that. And it's something that some of our own guys have been talking about for the for the last while. When you look at the, you know, there's such a range in, in you know, within breed, like you see weight for age or, or quality within, within reason. Like there's such a range in weight for age and a lot of animals behind weight for age targets, I suppose, but irrespective of the breed. But certainly, you know, is, 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 is a Hereford a good breed? Of course it is. But are there good Hereford and bad herefords there are good and bad herefords the same as any breed like you could take angus you could take whatever breed you want uh, uh holstein as well there's there's a range within breed and i think that's the that's the important point so i think that that bit of confidence maybe just that you can identify you know and pay accordingly for the animals you want that's the that's the key point and not maybe maybe not avoiding the thing of overpaying for for animals it'll maybe disappoint into the future that's what the that's what the index is designed to do which is a good thing i think and what are you seeing being done now on dairy farms to improve the genetic potential of these beef calves coming from the dairy herd? Well, the big one, I think, uh, Catherine, is selectivity, actually, you know, that's, um, you know, and obviously there's a lot of dairy, you know, we have a bit large range within dairy herds too. Like some dairy farmers have become very conscious of this. Other people will be late to the party and there's no point in saying otherwise, you know, you, you will have a range there too. But for the people that are making progress, what are they doing? I suppose what they're doing is they're looking and saying, okay, I maybe I'm more stable now in terms of my numbers. So I'm looking to breed 20, 25% replacement rate rather than a 35% replacement rate. So that's the first thing. So then they're going to use less, uh, they're going to use less dairy genetics, I suppose. And of the, the of the dairy genetics they're using, they're looking to use maybe more sect semen in order to produce heifer calves uh, of fewer dairy inseminations, which is really creating space then for using more beef straws or more beef genetics. Okay. I think that's what's that's what we start to see coming through. So there's actually more beef AI being be, being used and will be used over time. You can see there's big changes maybe in how people are looking at managing that. I think we can see too that more herds are going down the route of maybe automating their heat detection. So you have you have your collars, etc., or you have your your systems like that. So that means that maybe they're going to use AI for a bit longer. So therefore, you know, maybe be more selective on the on the beef bulls that they're using as well. So I suppose it was something Alan Toomey talked about last week at the at, you know, and he's he's speaking at our own dairy conference around this that you know for years maybe dairy farmers only put the emphasis or a lot of dairy farmers only put the emphasis on calving ease. But you know, maybe what maybe what people need to do a bit more of is look at the look at the beef value or the carcass traits, the the potential on those calves as well. So there are bulls out there that can pr- prove relatively easy calving, but also improve the carcass quality of the animal as well. And it's it's those outliers within the within within the system within in in any breed that people are looking for. You know, so I think. There's a bit more ambition to use a bit more uh, in terms of quality, but it, we have to say, though, in fairness, that you know, considering the, the how compact calving has got and how um, you know, in terms of you know, just running the system for for lots of dairy farmers, you know, we're, they're not going to compromise overly on um, on calving difficulty. Really, like that's the reality of the situation is that you were, you know, dairy farmers are not going to 
they're not going to just decide to move away totally from from Cavan difficulty. Very sensitive to that. So whatever happens in terms of beef quality has to happen uh, while keeping Cavan difficulty as as manageable. And that's that's just a reality. But as I say, within that, there's plenty of scope for choosing, and you can you can see that coming through now a bit. And you touched on earlier the fact that there's an increase in the number of animals coming from the dairy herd. Like since 2010, there's a 10% increase in mm. the proportion of cattle, which has moved from 47% in 2010 to 57% in 2020. This possibly likely to further increase based on what you've said. Well, yeah, I, I think, look, at it. I suppose that the whatever the percentage is, the raw numbers are going to be where they are. Like, you know, it, it's going to be um, it's going to be at, at in and around that level or there thereabouts. Like you can really see. And I think it is important to say that, you know, that we're sort of seven years now since since quota, quota was uh, abolished. But there has been such a huge change in the dairy industry over that time. But I think it's important to to always remember that that happened after 30 years of of um, stagnation or decline in numbers, actually. So numbers had fallen for 30 years previous. So there was always going to be that correction, I suppose, in, in terms of cow numbers. But that has that has slowed down to a fair extent now. Um, that has slowed down to a fair extent. So while there might be some small increase in numbers over over years, the, the, the rate of change has kind of settled. And you can see more dairy farmers getting into a, a more stable system in terms of numbers. And when you've got that stability, and you can reduce your replacement rate. The 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 own you know the logical place to go then is looking. Can you add value to the to the to the to the beef calves that's coming? So it's going to be that number. That's that's a reality. Of the system, I suppose. You know, some beef farmers might see that as maybe a threat to their system, but other might see it as an opportunity. So it is up to dairy farmers to you you know to try and improve the quality of the calf. And I think we we have put a lot of emphasis on that over the last number of years. And I think slowly and surely that will build. And Chagas have developed a new campaign focusing on dairy beef production systems, the new Dairy Beef 500 campaign. How do you see that promoting a greater integration between the dairy and beef sectors? Yeah, it's an interesting campaign where we're looking at, you know, so, so really putting a structure on the on the calf to beef type system that you know previously had maybe had been there and some farms had had used it over over the years. Um, Again, like you, you look at that, and, and, and what is it? It's one of it's one of the things that stands out really around sort of the, the calf to beef is that, and it has got some. It has been highlighted a bit from from time to time that people tend to dip in and out of that system, Catherine. So buy some cows this year and maybe not next year or try it and fall out of it or for whatever reason. So maybe what that program is designed really to do is to try and, you know, just make it a bit more structured, if you like. And I think the main things in that program are really I think the the trading of calves or the sourcing of calves, I suppose that that it can be made, you know, that that the the beef farmers involved can source their calves from from good sources that have, as we said previously, you know, have good health, you know, have have um, good health management under calves, good colostrum management, so that you're buying a healthy calf. But also then that there's a promotion on the dairy side that they would be a bit more ambitious under beef genetics. So really, what are we? What's that program essentially about? It's about making sure that you've got a better bred calf that's very healthy, leaving the dairy farm. And then when it reaches the beef farm, that there's a, a good system in place in terms of health and grassland management and a focus on good weight gain 
over every day of, of the animal's life so that you know ultimately that the, the animal can be can be can be can be got to slaughter at a, at, a, at, a, at maybe a bit earlier age and can be done with a bit less purchase feed going in as well so that's the that's the idea that there's a that there's a good structured system on the dairy farm to produce the calf and put them on the ground healthy but also on the on the on the on the on the beef farm that there's a very good and clean uh, rearing protocol put in place to make sure you get good weight for weight gain every every day through the animal's life you know and this is something that will be covered in detail at the dairy conference yeah, look, we're putting a focus on it on the on the dairy conference in terms of producing you know better quality calves from the dairy herd. So, um, as we mentioned, Alan, Alan Toomey, and Chagas, and speakers from ICBF as well, will be looking at you know setting the setting the setting the challenge for dairy farmers really in terms of putting targets down for for beef merit at low calf and difficulty. So, what can be done there uh, for, for 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 dairy farmers to maybe to 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 just ratchet up a little bit in terms of the the quality of calf produced? Uh, we'll hear from a couple of dairy farmers as well that have been successful in terms of how they've marketed their beef calves. So so Liam Long in in, in um from Tipperary and uh, Peter Robinson as well from from County West Mead who have you know worked over the years to sort of build relationships so they can sell directly to their to 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 the calf to beef farmers, I suppose, and how that how that sort of win win can work out there. And also, obviously, then we'll we'll focus a bit as well in terms of the, the management and the guidelines for 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 better calf health and welfare while the animal is still on the farm, because I think it is it's important to make the emphasis too that you know one of the big things for calf welfare on dairy farms is how the animal is managed while they're still on the farm. So Emer Kennedy will cover that as well. So look, there's challenges there. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, uh, dairy farmers are begin. you know, they have and are beginning to take, you know, give that the, the attention that it deserves. And I think it's, that's why we have it on the, on the conference program really is to try and to give that an extra push and see, can we, can we, can we raise the ambition a little bit on, in terms of calf quality? So next spring for farmers interested in sourcing dairy beef calves, Looking on the visual assessment, step one, and now the commercial beef value will be important yeah. to ensure that there is a market outlet for these calves from the dairy herd and yet provide a business option for beef farmers. That's the one. So look at obviously um, stockmanship tells you that you have to look at the animal, obviously, and the animal has to look clean and healthy and looks a decent animal. But the commercial beef value adds to what you can see with your own eyes in terms of you know, giving you some look into the future, I suppose, in terms of the quality. And then, as we say, that, you know, being a bit more, you know, for, for, for the people buying calves, that they can be a bit more um, sure sure of their sources, if you like, and make sure to, 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 to source from farms that have put a focus on, on calf health and particularly around cluster management. And I think that's the, that stands out for, you know, that stands out across any program we've run that the healthy calf is the one that'll, that'll, that'll work for people. So um, that's where we'd like to, that's where we'd like to see it going. Thanks very much, Joe. Thanks, Catherine. Okay. That's all for this week's episode. And my thanks to Joe for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef program, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.